Hey, welcome to the podcast. I'm Joel here with Dad. And I'm Rick. Hey, Dad, I want to talk about something that's been a constant struggle for me over the past uh, few years, trying to figure out the balance of this. And I think it's, it is for a lot of people um, who feel a call to ministry and a call to kind of be entrepreneurial business. And it's how do you separate the two? Because uh, here's, here's I've seen kind of two extremes of it. One is uh, people don't want their pastor doing anything on the side. It's like, we hire you to do this, but yet they usually pay them barely enough to get by. The people that have that attitude usually pay, pay the pastor barely enough to get by and they want to keep them, you know, here's, you'll be paying, you'll be paid 42000 a year and you will be baptized, preach uh, 50 Sundays a year, do all visitations with the hospital, be in charge of Sunday school, be in charge of kids ministry, make sure there's a youth program, make sure there's Bible studies, make sure there's Sunday school and you're like, oh my gosh. Or you've got uh, these other people that are on the other side and kind of their 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 business, but I in some ways you can get kind of in compromise doing business with ministry because you end up kind of yeah. leveraging your your role as a pastor. Um, it's hard and, not to, yeah. Yeah, it's I very, you're going it's very it. hard. Yeah. Like in counseling, they always told us that. They're like, you never get into business with somebody you've ever counseled. Yeah. It's an abuse of power. It's like a 10-year window. After 10 years, after having counseled them, you can do that. But otherwise, it's a breach of ethics. And it gets really tricky sometimes if a pastor has maybe a business on the side or uh, they're trying to make some money for their family on the side, selling insurance or maybe yeah. multi-level marketing or even a, anyways this tricky challenge of for pastors oftentimes their business and life and their, and their ministry kind of collide and what's really tricky is like for missionaries that raise support and you may have never thought of this if you're listening but missionaries that raise support i had a friend and he raised support and he got a lot of support because people believed in what he was doing but he was he hated it. He said, I, I never feel like I'm doing enough to merit the people yeah. giving to me. And he eventually left the field because he's like, I can't do a vacation without being afraid somebody's gonna go, What yeah. are you doing? That you're doing a vacation with my money? But that's my money I gave towards ministry. And it's like, Well, my life is ministry. Like yeah. you can't take a so it's very tricky for pastors too, because even people I even judge like, wait, we're paying, how much money are we paying? You went to the Bahamas? Like, yeah. How'd you have money to go? I, I don't know money to go to the Bahamas. And the pastor went to the Bahamas. You may not know that they gave free time to the pastor or something. Yeah. It is super tricky. It's something we have to constantly keep an eye on. And I, I even had somebody say to me recently, I was like, yeah, we're going to be running this thing as a business. And he goes, well, but you're in ministry. You can't do that. And I'm like, yeah. what do you mean? He's like, if they, you can't do business and ministry. I'm like, well, what do people in business do? Do they not get to do any ministry? Like, what do you, how do you do that? Yeah. How do you balance it? And it's so tricky because for people in ministry, ministry is their life in many ways. And there's no way to separate it out. I mean, if you talk about the IRS, you sign it, you have to separate it out some way, but it gets really tricky and confusing. Yeah. Well, ministry is, is your life and it, and it should be. I mean, whether you're getting paid for it or not. Yeah, that's know, that's mean, the other point for everybody. We should be a life yeah. of ministry, whether you're, you know, in working in corporate world or whatever. Yeah. There's a ministry you're called to. Because ministry simply means service. You know, the Department of Education, the Minister of Education. I mean, that's what they're supposed to be doing is serving. And so ministry simply means service. And so, I mean, Jesus himself said the Son of Man didn't come to be served, but to serve. And that's what he's called us to do is to serve. So our whole life, whether we're in ministry, quote unquote, or not, I, I look, maybe we use the word church work, whether you're in church work or That's not. That's a good distinction. I had a kid yeah. one time, he was telling me, he's like, I just, I just, ha I won't be content until I'm in ministry. I'm like, you mean until a church pays your paycheck? Yeah. He's like, no, no, I want to be in, 
it's so crass sounding that way. I want to be in ministry. I'm like, well, <laughs> I know guys that are more in ministry in the in the workplace than do any anything a church does. Yeah. yeah. You've probably heard me say when I realized I was going to be working on a church staff probably the rest of my life, I felt like it was like a I had failed. And like <laughs> God devotion. was kind of yeah. I, I, oh man, I must have been such a terrible minister in the wor- church wor- or in the work world that God said I got to put this guy somewhere where he can't do much damage. So he stuck me in a church staff to where I wouldn't cause too much. A- you know, damage among the, the ministry. Um, but, and that's kind of always been my perspective on it is that it's, it's just, this is where God's assigned me right now. Um, I can't find my identity in quote unquote ministry. And like I said, I think church work is a better way to qualify. Yeah. Church work. I was working at the church. You're okay. So you're working with an electrical company. You're working with a plumbing company. You're, you're a mechanic. You're working at a garage. I happen to work at a church we're all in ministry. I mean, we're all, in fact, in some ways you're more effective because, you know, it's the old story of the pastor comes to visit you in the hospital and well, he's paid to be good and everybody else is good for nothing, you know? Right. <laughs> uh, and so in many ways, you know, you can be more effective if you're not in church work because yeah. then you're expected to minister. Quote. Mm. Whereas if you're just, if you just take somebody aside and offer to pray with them about a situation they're going through and you're not a pastor or preacher, it has a whole lot more effect on people. It, it, they really see, oh, this is for real. This is like your life. You're not pay- doing this because you're paid to. Well, in some ways, that's that's where people that are in, quote, church work, we'll call it that from now on, mm-hmm. uh, are at a disadvantage. Because I think about that too. Like, um, I felt it was that way, a disadvantage, yeah. Well, I, mean, I just think about relationships. Like, for one, I think about when, when a, people may have not have thought of this, but when a pastor gets fired from a church and then said, please don't come back, don't contact people in church, it's really, it's a double whammy because it's oh. not just you lost a job. You literally lost your community because for most pastors, their whole community, all they have time to spend with is yeah. people in their church, which is why people often go, well, I left the church and the pastor doesn't call me anymore. It's like, well, the pastor's only got so much time yeah. and it's just the nature of the beast, which is also where it's tricky too, because as a as a, as a guy in ministry, I'm just going to be real blunt about this. Um, I feel a responsibility to spend time with people I'm doing ministry with too. Right. But not everybody's a ministry project for me. Some people I need to have as friends. Yeah. Right. And yeah. that's where it gets tricky too, because people start to wonder, was well, this guy, is this pastor just being nice to me because he's the pastor and has to be, or is he actually want to be a friend of mine? And it's very tricky because, uh, I try to not distinguish that, yeah. but there are some people that when I'm, I'm going to hang out with, I just have to go in, in my mind at, yeah, it is going to be a ministry project. Yeah, uh, yeah. Yeah. There, There is kind of that. And I mean, this maybe we're given insights we shouldn't or something, but I know with me, yeah, you kind of sometimes have to approach something with a, <clears throat> okay, this is my ministry mentality. And it's not like you put on a special voice or anything, but you realize I can't just go in here to just give and receive life. Right. I mean, that's right. kind of like interchange of life because this is a person that really needs me to be pouring my life into them. And so you... It's terrible, but you kind of turn on, a, I don't know how you say it, you turn on an extra sensitivity to the Lord. I mean, mm-hmm. I guess that's not terrible to say that, but it's... Well, and you go in you not know. expecting to, this is going to be a, you know, a build each yeah, other up relationship. And, yeah. yeah. I'm going in to expect to give. And so I'm going in kind of listening, Lord, what what do I have here? And so you're, you're kind of not on edge, um, very extra alert. Yeah, when you go into that relationship to try and be sensitive to give to this person because you know they have a minute, they have a need, and you and be wonderful. If we all did that all the time, but as you say, sometimes you got to you need to receive too. You need to go and have somebody minister to you, and that's what friendship does. Is that 
that term of koinonia, that Greek term, kind of of give and take of life, life giving life, receiving life from yeah. one another. Yeah, which, I mean, that's what, if you've never worked in the church world, these are some of the com- complex elements of working in the church world that make things really difficult because, you know, it's not like a normal job. In fact, it's yeah. a really abnormal job church work is. <laughs> um, and I don't know, maybe it's not even biblical. I don't know. Have we created something not biblical? I mean, it says, you know, there's a verse that says a workman is worth his hire. Like, so you don't, you know, you're supposed to give to those in ministry, but it's yeah. a weird, it's a weird thing. I think it's biblical, but it, we, we can attach non-biblical concepts to it. And maybe that's in our own mind. We have to, we have to fight it because again, like your friend there who says, oh, I can't wait to be in ministry. You know, if, if you're finding your identity in that, yeah, there's, that's unhealthy. That's really right. unhealthy. I, I used to, Sam Kelly is a older pastor when I was a young guy. He used to um, he mentored me. I mean, really did. And one of the things he would do now and then is he pulled me in and said, now tell me, you know, who you are. Never, you know, talk about what you do. When somebody asks who you are, it's you are a child of God. And I said, oh, that's cool. Whatever. <laughs> it never meant anything to me until I began running into people who found their identity in I'm a pastor or right. I'm a, I'm a evangelist or an apostle or whatever, you know, they may, whatever title they like, you know, I'm going, and that's not healthy if you find that if you find that as your identity, because that can be taken away tomorrow. Leadership, right. all of it, it's it's all temporary. You could be the finest preacher in the world, and your voice goes out tomorrow. Yeah, and what are you then? Well, you're the same person you were, and so you do. If you're finding your identity in ministry, that's really an unhealthy thing. You need to uh, get back, draw back somehow, and find it in who you are and who 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 God is in you. Well, and that's a tricky part of it too, because. So when you're in that role, like you're saying, you need to have people pouring into you as well, right? Yeah, so exactly. This is the part. This is a tricky part of community that's really gets complicated for a pastor because a pastor is seen as the overseer of the community, right? Yeah. But very often, a board, and don't get me started on church boards. <laughs> I think neither of us. <laughs> I think the devil operates in the hearts of church boards. Uh, well, they aren't biblical. Let's just say that. Let's just admit that. Didn't we that. do a podcast on that one time? Uh, probably. It was probably years ago. I probably yeah. still agree with it. I've never liked church boards. I, yeah. I think elders are important, but the 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 way we've set them up yeah. is it's a the the pastor is accountable to this group of people who don't even spend most of their day at the church. They're yeah. out doing their their work. And so, anyways, I'm, it's not fair to them either. Here we go. We'll get off on that, but it's not fair to them either to say, "Okay, all all week long, you you put roofs on buildings, you sell cars, and then one hour a week, we ask you to come in here and make spiritual decisions." That's not fair, right? For for a community that you're not one on one engaged with all the time, anyway. Exactly. Yeah. So that yeah. so that's what's hard is sometimes the community, your community, which would be your friends and all the people you're constantly surround with, are also your job, and yeah. that's really complicated. Yeah. It is. And, and again, it's especially painful when you lose the job, yeah. you know, because again, well, you know, as you know, we went through a situation like that where we're called on Thursday and basically told, don't come back Sunday. Yeah. It was like overnight, wham, you know, yeah. and you know, your mom's kind of wanting to call and say goodbye to people. I said, we really can't do that. Well, because- they said, don't, don't, they, they, the, Order was don't uh, don't be talking to people. And, well, they didn't say anything about that. Oh, I, okay. I just, I mean, that's just integrity. We just knew we weren't going to do that, you know. Um, because again, you want to call and say, Hey, by the way, we're not here. We're going to be not going to be a church. You won't be seeing us. We're moving out of town, blah, blah, blah. But what's the first question they're going to ask? What happened? Why? And I just told us we can't, we can't answer that because we're not going to lie. 
Mm-hmm. But to tell the truth is not going to be a benefit to them or to the church or, you know, it just hurts people. So you just kind of have to silently disappear and drift into the distance and everybody wonders. And and then they think, well, golly, I must not even have been his friend because yeah. he didn't even call me to say goodbye. We couldn't, you know, yeah. it's just one of those situations where. The more I think about bad. this, I'm like, what the heck am I doing working for a church? <laughs> <laughs> well, the thing is, when it's healthy, yeah, you, it's get, you get, you get, you get you get toxic people in there and that's going to cause a tax, toxic situation. Yeah, that's true. I think that's situation true. is a very healthy situation. Are there problems? Yeah, there's problems because you got people. Yeah, I mean, yeah. But it's a healthy... Ministry would be super easy if it weren't for people. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but like like you mentioned, Marcus, he doesn't find his identity in being a pastor. Yeah, yeah. So it, I work at a church where uh, mm-hmm. we've got a great arrangement with the pastor. I fill in for him about a month at a time and I'm the teaching pastor. He allows me to go out and do ministry other places. I've never seen a pastor that's open-handed with with uh, with someone, but he supports the ministry we do. I go out and speak, but I go in and fill in for him so he can kind of clear his head for a month and not have to, the weight of every Sunday speaking. Yeah. And, uh, but yeah, that's a that's a rare a rare circumstance, but I've even watched, um, you know, I mean, that's, that's a hard thing. I've watched him as a senior pastor. I haven't been a senior pastor, right? Well, I guess I have, I was in, in Peru, but, uh, you know, you watch people that like come alongside you and are friends with you, but then maybe you start to, as a pastor, have to uh, confront some things in their life that need to be addressed. Yeah. They get offended mm-hmm. and run away. And the people that were your friends, because it became your job to quote minister, which in some cases means confront, they end up stabbing you in the back. And not only they, did they leave, they end up throwing a grenade over their shoulder as they leave. And you, there's all this chaos to clean up at the church yeah. because of somebody that was a friend you know, essentially stabbing you because you needed to confront something in their life, which is part of your job as a pastor to, yeah. you know, address something that's them living short of what God has for them. You know, I remember the first time I was in a senior pastor position, I was complaining to another pastor about some problems going on and stuff. And he looked at me and says, sometimes you just want to slam the nursery door and go home, don't you? And and initially I'm thinking, did he misunderstand me? I'm not talking about the nursery. I'm talking about it. Oh, I get it, you know, and I I realized that really impacted me years later. I got to thinking about it because it is, it's a messy job. It's a, you're, all these things we're mentioning, it's a messy job, but I realized when you have a young child, the younger your child is, the more careful you're going to be about who you pick or choose to babysit or watch that child because the younger the child, the more care they need. And I, I would hope this was something from the Lord, but he was like saying those people, the, the more immature the people are in your congregation, that's really my sign of I'm, I'm trusting you. Not really trusting you, but I'm trusting you to listen to the Holy Spirit to deal with these infants of mine mm. because they're his kids. They're not your kids. And he's asking you basically kind of to babysit them. That's basically what ministry is. It's kind of babysitting the flock, watching the flock. And uh, if you've got a bunch of young ones that are out there pooping all over the floor, you got a lot more mess to clean up. But obviously the Lord trusts, not necessarily you, but he trusts the Holy Spirit through you to care for them because those younger ones need more care. Yeah, they make more messes, but they need more care. And what a privilege it is. I mean, there's no higher privilege than to watch God's sheep. Yeah. Even though they make a mess. So we've kind of, taking a divergent path here. Maybe we need to call this podcast the mess of ministry. But I want to go back to that. Uh, how do you find the balance of ministry being your, I guess what you're yeah. saying is if if you identify yourself as ministry, now, 
that so that's one thing. Like if you identify your life as the ministry and you don't have some sort of separation from it, it's going to be hard to for for you. But what about other people that look at at, at a pastor whose life is ministry and they're that maybe the pastor's got a, a business on the side and they judging that saying you shouldn't do that. I mean, well, that's yeah. where a bivocational ministry in some ways is probably maybe a higher call. Um, yeah, I think Paul, Paul, the yeah. apostle Paul, he was a tent making ministry, he made yeah. tents and then paid. He did it for a while. He just yeah. did it until yeah. others came along to be able to support him. So both are very, both are very biblical. You just kind of do what you have to do uh, in the situation to do what God's called you to do. And you're probably never going to get, well, you know, somebody wants to tell me, you're never going to say the right thing to the wrong person. And right. you're never going to say the wrong thing to the right person. If somebody's determined to say you as a person in ministry, shouldn't have a side hustle over here. You should be fully dedicated yeah. to the work of the Lord in ministry. You're not going to convince them. They've got some idea in their mind of what that looks like. Yeah. Um, well, compliments and criticism are both deceitful. Yeah, those who those who are complimenting you, eh, you know, it might be good, it might not be good. Those who are criticizing you, and so you just, you know, if you're going to be worrying about, well, what are people going to say? People are going to say whatever they want to say. You cannot control that. I mean, Jesus lived perfectly, and yet he had critics. If he did, you certainly are going to have critics as well. Thanks for listening. Please consider sharing this with your friends on the platform of your choice. For more from Joel Malm, visit joelmalm.com. For more from Rick Malm, visit rickmalm.com. Our podcast music was produced by Alex Burleson.